bam i hit the button and the intro started it's all fancy now i have a thing i can just hit it and it, it works i'm i'm like i'm proud of myself you know good. it's good it's good that's to a skill proud of yourself yeah <laughs> Uh, we'll get, I'll, I'll, you know what, I'll do the intro right now. Welcome back to the Whatnots Captain's Log, episode 241, I, I believe is the right number, where every week sure. we thirst for the taste of legend. My name is Kyle Springer. I'm joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Yes. Melissa, how are you? How's your week been? It's been okay. It's busy, but I feel like all of my weeks are are busy nowadays. Yeah. I don't know how to turn off. Uh, but last night I did something unique that I haven't done in quite a long time. I, I went to a, a comedy club and I saw a live oh. podcast recording. There you go. That's fun. What was the podcast that, that, that you saw? It's one of J- Jack's favorite podcasts. She just got two tickets uh, and invited me to come along. So it was all new to me. Oh, okay. I okay. I had to be the invited friend this time who <laughs> had to catch up. So I've gotcha. only been listening to the show for like two weeks. But it's a show where they read uh, not just one star reviews, but just generally baffling or, or questionably written reviews of all star amounts for various products, services and locations. And the show is called Beach. The show is called Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet. <laughs> hey i i i know about water being too wet that's 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 a terrible problem um <laughs> two two stars exactly yeah they performed at kyle would you believe it a comedy club in a mall <laughs> i would believe it actually yeah yeah that it was sounds like a about seven right. it's a seven fifteen show and the mall closes at seven nowadays which feels so baffling to me i think that was like a a pandemic measure that they just still have in place it feels alarming that even on a weeknight a mall closes at seven o'clock when it's like in the summer show starts at like 7 15 yeah. we're out by like 8 30 we leave and the sun is still up and we were in this like basement comedy club it feels like night down there so it was extremely jarring to, to go, go upstairs, upstairs. <laughs> and the, and the, still the sun is right. The sun is just setting as we walk around like an empty mall. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I that is strange. So I, I, I had a similar experience about a year ago when I first moved out here to Oklahoma. Uh, my girlfriend and I went to a movie and the theater we decided to go to because we still like weren't sure like where are the theaters yes. around us. There happened to be one so much closer. Um, but there was one that had a good showing at a certain time. That's like, oh, we can both make that. We'll be good. Um, and it was at a mall in a theater in a mall. And yeah, the same thing of like the mall was closed when we got there for the showing mm. of this movie. And we go in. It's basically empty. All the stores are shut down. It's mostly dark on the inside. And you just still have uh-huh. to, like, find your way to the the theater. Um, and then even afterwards, when we got out, it's still, like, no one's in the mall. And somehow we got lost uh, ah! like in, in this mall and, like, couldn't find the way out. And some creepy old janitor start just starts yelling at, at us like what are you doing you're nuts but like when we're just like we're trying to find our way out we're right. dying it's... we're lost help us please <laughs> we're dying i yeah we've been trapped in here for 20 years uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like that, it's so strange to be in a, a mall or a store like after it's closed and it's like i'm not supposed to be in here this is weird i I went to a, a very fancy local theater to see the national tour of Wicked some weeks ago. I told you about the experience seeing Wicked. I don't mm-hmm. remember if yeah. I told you that after the show, we we had seen briefly during like intermission when we ran out to get a snack uh, that there is this hallway that they have where we were on like the top level of the theater that has these big posters in it with mm-hmm. every act 
of any kind that performed at that theater every year, not every year, but at least back through like the eighties. So we, after the show, when there's like huge crowds of people going down the stairs, we're like, let's take a second and let's go look at those posters. So my friend and I are just walking around looking at like, what was here? Like the years we were born and looking at old musicals that like were big for a little while, but like never had any staying power or like, the musical acts that aren't together anymore or anything like that. We got lost in it. Uh, and then suddenly this like old lady usher shows up to say like, the theater's closing. You need to leave. And I'm like, Oh, sorry. I've just never been up here. I didn't know this was here. This is cool to learn about. And she's like, you go down the stairs. <laughs> like would not, <laughs> would not meet me on my terms of, I truly lost track of time learning about the history of the theater where you work and where I presumably you love. <laughs> They're like, oh, we know you. You're that Melissa girl. You love malls. You probably <laughs> snuck in here hiding behind some just so you could stay after this, hours this, in a mall and recharge. <laughs> this, this was in like a big, big fancy theater. The theater is called The Fabulous Fox. And this is one of the reviews that they read at Beach to Sandy, Water to Wet. And of course, if you grew up in St. Louis, we all know the Fox. There's all these like radio commercials for like what's going to be at the Fox this season. And cool. I never really thought about how if you have no context for it, like it's it's like two siblings who read each other reviews. Uh, and one of them's like, OK, I've got a review. Doesn't preface it by saying the type of business that it is. Just says, I've got a review for the fabulous Fox. And to hear the other one say absolutely dumbfounded. What the fuck is that? <laughs> That was a highlight of the show for me. That was <laughs> good. Yeah. It's, it, it is a theater. My niece just got to go to this theater for the first time. Her parents took her to see Bluey's Big Play, which is where uh, people have like giant puppets of the characters of the, the beloved all ages animated series, Bluey. Sure. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a show for the whole family. And they did this Sunday morning. And then later that night, we were over uh, at her parents' house having dinner together for Father's Day. And she liked the show and she wanted to put on a puppet show for all of us. Aww. So she takes she takes like toy. She takes paper, toilet paper tubes that like fit on her like little child fingers. And she drew on those. And then she's like puppeting those things around, which is very resourceful. Creative. And she yeah. like stacked up some couch cushions and she's behind it like it's a, like it's a stage. And she wanted to make each of us a ticket to the show she was going to put on. And she cuts out. That's like she's on entrepreneur and everything. (laughs) Like it's five bucks. If you guys want lemonade, that's an extra (laughs) ten. No, we asked her how much they are. And she said they were free, but we did each need a ticket. So we watch her (laughs) like one by discount. (laughs) One by one, cut out like a little rectangle of paper and like write our name on the back and she still has to learn how to spell our names but she is good with letters she's very good at letters for six i tell everybody (laughs) on the front of the ticket she just writes fox with an exclamation mark great i love it so she would she would make one of these go up to her dad like dad how how do you spell grandpa's name and he has to tell her and like she writes it down hands the ticket to grandpa goes back cuts out another ticket so we have to watch her do this over and over again (laughs) and it never it never stopped being funny every single ticket said fox (laughs) that's awesome though that's so cool (laughs) but then before the show started she insisted she has to tear everybody's ticket she wouldn't let you keep it intact so i have this cute little keepsake she made where she like wrote my name on it and then she's like what's that authentic experience (laughs) right it's one of the finest acts of make-believe uh that i have been privileged to take part in true show business right there (laughs) yeah true show business um speaking of uh just like things that close at a weird time do you feel like more and more stores are doing that i 
I, I don't know why I always end up finding stores that I feel like close at weird t- times or they mm-hmm. close at like the end of like the business d- day. But it's yeah. like, but you're totally a store that people can't get to because they're at their jobs. And so mm-hmm. why are you not open at that? Like they have to take off work just to go to your store. Like why not stay open a little bit l- l- or like open l- lighter so you can stay open even longer mm-hmm. and they can get home and you know it can be stuck in traffic for a little bit and then make it there my yeah my, my comic book store does that oh fortunately every, every day they close at 6 p.m except for oh. wednesdays uh when yes. they they which is new comic book day they're open till 7 p.m Oh my, uh, that's not long enough. People need their Batman. Not at all. And then I think, I, I think the owner is Jewish. And so the, the store is mm. closed on Sundays. So you can't like, even on the weekend, like you can only go on Saturday. Um, but yeah, like that's the thing is like, I, it'd be so much easier for like me and my partner to go to the comic book store if they were open till like eight. Um, mm-hmm. just cause like my p- partner has to commute, she'll get stuck in traffic. And then yeah. and, like to get back out there, we have to go through the traffic again. And it's just, like, there's, there's just no way we can get out there unless like we both happen to like take off early from work a little bit and we can go that way. And thankfully we've kind of managed that um but even still it's just like this is such a hassle to like yeah get there um and also we don't like to go on saturdays we don't actually like the guy that owns the shop we like the other oh. employee that works there the other employee <laughs> is fantastic amazing we'll yeah talk forever about some of the most amazing things has stories for days um and it's just it's just fun like you want to go, go, go there when he's in the shop because you know you're just out of here some like weird story and it's just like this is awesome <laughs> yeah that is nice Rachel is in, in is in the chat and says he's a cool cat <laughs> <laughs> i did which guy did did i encounter when i was there was i guy one or guy two I I think we took you when Joey was there. What when did we go? Like did did we go on a Saturday? Because if it was a set Saturday, so. it may have been the owner who was there. I think so. Yes. Um, Joey has like a big, really, really long gray beard. Um, that sounds familiar. He's a little shorter. Um, he looks like he used to be into like heavy metal and punk rock stuff he's a little older um you're into that if you're into that stuff i think you're in it till you die i don't think you, you stop to be. being into that right? <laughs> right that's a lifelong commitment you make to metal dude you so you're not out. like it's not like well i'm 65 time for me I'm to retiring. only be into jim croce <laughs> god um yeah, so uh, yeah, I I just I I feel like I always end up finding stores like that though. That's just like stay stay open later, please. I swear, I just saw a store that stood stayed open unnaturally late. Not unnaturally late. I guess that would mean like a midnight or something preposterous like that. Mm-hmm. Was it the micro center? Micro Center's open till 10. I swear, I just, I just went to something. It's like, we're open till like 10. Like, open until 10 on a weeknight when you're not even like a Walgreens or something. So the inverse can happen. I wish I were called the specific business. Yeah. Or, I mean, I, I know like McDonald's had that whole thing about uh, their like shake machines and there was that one company that could fix them. And then they like yeah. just started like stopping using their shake machines because they didn't want to use that one company or who knows something like that. But that was also a thing that I encountered, too, is that they would just turn <laughs> off their like shake machines right. like at a certain time. And it's like, but the store's still open. Like what? 
I, I don't un- understand. This, it's this like is our night eight, menu. It, right. Yeah. It's 8 p.m. Why can't I get a chocolate shake? It's like, no, you're going to have to come back tomorrow. Like, but I, it's not. Ch- what? Why? <laughs> F- more business for Dairy Queen then. Fine. Right, yeah, exactly. They close it six <laughs> right just uh, it, dairy queen <laughs> <laughs> where do i get my night ice cream <laughs> and with the um, forbidden after dark flavors absolutely melissa so we we've done a lot of like games and stuff here on the captain's yeah. log a lot recently so i'm 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 kind of just here to chill here to catch up with you see see what you've been up to in your life over the past like month or so i, I know i asked you how your week has has been been but since <laughs> no, we I have haven't to summarize done, like, an, an entire but, month but like since we've done like the the fantasy dad giraffe and uh we did our like rotten tomatoes movie check in mm. it, it feels like i haven't gotten to like talk to you and see what you've been up to up to all that much I'm I'm truly not up to much. I I work, I watch things we have to watch for the review show, and I, I talk to you. Like you're really well, getting the gist of it. How how's how's the the Indiana Jones uh, watch along going? Because you 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 did all of those very recently. I think a c- couple weeks ago we mentioned that like I I started I, my Mission Impossible one. You did yes. too, but you started at like number four. Which in which sounds baffling, but now that time is creeping up on me, I am realizing I think it was good to start at four to make sure that I was up to date on the most recent chunk of Mission Impossible history. And if I catch up on these ones, then I'm free to go back to 1996 or whenever that first one came out and I can revisit that one at my leisure. Uh, I took off the day (laughs) that Mission Impossible comes out. I did too, actually. The Wednesday? Yeah, yeah. So I I I took off the 21st of July for when uh Oppenheimer and Barbie and Venture Burrows. And now have have you seen yes. the the trailer for, for they clone Ty- Ty- Tyrone? It's on Netflix. I've not seen the it's trailer, but movie. I Uh it I am aware of it. Yeah. Looks stellar. I did not recognize oh, John Boyega in that when they said like and John Boyega. I was like, that's him. No way. It's like that like to see him. Awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so much is happening that day. But I took that day off. And then, yeah, after I bought my IMAX tickets for Mission Impossible, I was like, I'm I'm, I'm taking off that day, too. I right. have to. I- I realized I coincidentally had a doctor's appointment that morning. I'm like, I'm having the whole day to myself then. That works. Just me and Ethan Hunt. I'm, when I went to see Fast 10, I was like, mm-hmm. I want to see this in a theater like full of people. But I don't feel like you need that as much for Mission Impossible. It doesn't have the same like rollick and roll and fan base like i'm okay seeing it at like 2 30 in the afternoon with like three other people in the audience on a wednesday just just so i can get a real prime imax theater seat right yeah you're uh, not gonna have a whole audience with their dicaprio moments being like oh that thing right yeah that, guy, <laughs> that thing that egg, you know that right <laughs> Their DiCaprio moments turning around from a, a fireworks display while holding a glass of champagne. <laughs> How I ought to sell it. I got to get ready for 4th of July. I got to get like a coupe glass of champagne and just like do that all night. And <laughs> <laughs> you just somehow recreate that. Right. I just keep turning backwards and forwards for an hour for no one. <laughs> to the great Gatsby <laughs> to Nicholas Cage uh, I did buy my, my Barbenheimer tickets already Jack and I have that Saturday planned we found a so our local theater we it has a IMAX screen and I believe it is something called like this chain has like mega screen ultra screen uh, which are all various premium Mega large ultra screen right ultra and it, screen that's plus. What, right now just uh, so when i <laughs> when i looked at the tickets for oppenheimer all of them said 
premium large format. Like they didn't have the brand name of like what this company calls its big screens. It says premium large format. So I don't know if they're like, we're using the industry standard term and not our own term for people who see Oppenheimer at like Christopher Nolan's request. There's, there's probably know. like, uh, like official IMAX approved. The theaters, it's not like, in IMAX day. though. But uh, well, well, I mean, it will be there in IMAX, but not the ones we're going to see. The, it's the IMAX one says IMAX. And right, the non IMAX like, ones say. Well, if that's the case, then yeah, I guess I, I don't know. Cause like I, I was thinking, cause could you have that one plate? Like it is the science museum. Like that has the IMAX screen. Here, like that is an official IMAX thing. Whereas like your regular Here. theater <laughs> might not have the yes, IMAX exa- screen. Okay. So this is the thing I've, I've been checking. I checked like every other day is the Omnimax at the science center going to show either Oppenheimer or mission impossible. I have seen neither. It's just incredible dogs. A, a documentary about D-Day. Antarctica. Under the sea. It's, it's like all of those. So, But there is a, a local cinema that among its 20 screens counts like a digital IMAX screen. Whereas the one at the Science Center is like the real deal. Right, and it's, it's a dome. Branded. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're both official branded IMAX, but this one's like, this is like laser, huge reels of, of celluloid IMAX. Awesome. awesome. But they're just doing science stuff. So the other option was to go to like the, the digital one that's not like the best IMAX, but it's still an IMAX. But we're not doing that one. We're going to other premium large format theater and we're seeing it in 70 millimeter. It is specifically Ooh. labeled. 70 millimeter and no movie I've been to before has been labeled as such. So I don't know if I've ever seen a 70 millimeter film. So I'm very excited for it. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's I'm happy we can have our movie tickets. We bought several weeks ahead of time corner. <laughs> we discuss specific formats and specific schedules. So yeah, so so you've you've have have you now completed all of your Indiana Jones watch? I did. Movie? Yeah, I, I watched all four of them. I mean, I haven't watched like the young Indiana Jones TV series, but I've watched the four feature films. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And correct me if I'm. I, I know you've mentioned this here on the show before. Was that your first time watching them? <laughs> you say that like it's a sexual secret. I, like, <laughs> you like then, leaned forward <laughs> like is this your first time this, meeting this, dr jones this your first time sure they're dare how old were you when, <laughs> when you never have i ever <laughs> i had uh when i was like 12 or 13 uh i like the DVD box set had came out and our dad got it and he showed us Raiders. I think he started to show us Temple of Doom. And back then what we would do is he would show us movies in like half hour chunks while we ate dinner over the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I watched like the first or second session of Temple of Doom and then I lost interest. I got And you. like I'd never seen uh, the other two at all. Uh, uh, okay. the one with the dad and the one with the son. <laughs> gotcha. And so it was my first time watching those and like very consciously uh, watching the other ones as an adult and not as a distracted 13 year old who's trying to eat like a riblet sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Eating your McRib. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's cool. Cool. Yeah. I've, I've, I'm, <sighs> I don't know. Like I, I want to see the new Indiana Jones, but I'm not like, I haven't bought tickets. I'm not rushing to the theater to see it. I'm not like super excited. Like I need to be there opening night. Um, but that is one that I have on my list that I do want to go check out and see. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, that's a franchise that I, that I, that I enjoy except for the crystal skull. That one I, I, I wish I could blot out from my memory. This- 
So I I have lived the past like 15, however long since that movie came out with people like destroying that movie. And I knew <laughs> so like, all right, bad. they don't like Mutt. They don't like Mutt and they don't like when Indy escapes a bomb by going inside a fridge. Like I knew those and I realized like I for as much as people hate on this movie, they hate on it in such a vague way. I've heard it's no specific plot. criticisms. I just hear things like that. Like, oh, wish I never saw that. We'll discuss no further. It's, so it's I, I was going in from like the plot to like trying to set up Shia LaBeouf as as the like he'll take over. But even the own, like its own movie being like, right. Yeah, no, uh, uh-uh, not right. happening. So, uh, uh, a magical wind blows the hat at him and then he's going to put it on. And then Indy's like, nah, kid, that's my hat. And this is at like Indy and Marion's wedding. So they're getting yeah. spoiler alert for the final scene of the final two date Indiana Jones movie. He marries Marion. Uh, the, the, the first man, best man is, is, is their son, Mutt. And like in this little like church, there's like a hat rack by the door where Indy hung up his hat. And then like a magic wind blows the door open and it blows the hat off and it blows to Mutt's feet. And then as the new husband and wife exit, Indy grabs the hat like, no, it's mine. I, if I was Marion, I would be furious that my husband brought his like dumb, sweaty adventure hat to our wedding. That's what bothered me the most. I'm like, this is an elegant night. Dr. Jones. Is this, did she like, this is obviously Mary Indiana Jones. He upsets me. I feel I want him to do his job. Like he, now that I work in Indy, now that I work in academic publishing and so many of our editors do have professorships at assorted universities uh, and they use one thing to tout out the other, like I'm the editor of this journal uh, because I am a professor at this university and come to the university and let me teach you because I'm the editor of this journal. Like they sort of feed into each other, but it's always the university work that ends up winning. And it's like the journal that gets put on the back burner and Indiana Jones is already like he's there. He, he when you the couple scenes where you do see him teaching the class, he seems engaged. It's not yeah. like he's like exhausted, stumbling through the thing. Like he seems like an okay professor. But then you see how much he goes globe trotting. Like, yeah, you probably teach a great class, but you probably teach ten weeks out of the semester, and the rest of the time you're gone. You're in a jungle yeah. somewhere. And I'm like, you get that Indiana, Indiana Jones is the associate editor who like never works on the paper they get assigned. <laughs> right, he is yeah, the associate yeah. editor who like in eventually after several weeks invited reviewers to review the original manuscript. And eventually several weeks after they submitted their reviews made a decision on the manuscript. And then when the revision comes in, never bothered to look at it it's months yeah. later You're, you've sent them so many emails <laughs> send it for review again make a decision do something so i look at indiana jones and he is uh, he, he's, become the, he's become the embodiment of a lot of my professional frustrations uh although he seems fine as a man <laughs> i never That's like great. latched on to these movies because there's nothing aspirational about them for me and i didn't like they're just dirty dusty grimy sweaty sandy like i looked at the movie and i'm like i don't want to be in here so i (laughs) i can't like get that in in the movie this is why it took me until i was 32 years old until this yeah the year of our crystal skull 2023 to like sit down (laughs) and seriously watch them all only because a new one was coming out. I'm like, well, if ever was the time, it's now. Um, And I, these things are still not my jam, but I had more fun than I was expecting. Uh, Like, even with the ones that people don't like as much, like Temple of Doom is, it's a very colorful movie. I think what I like about that one compared to the ones on either side of it 
is that, that one even is if it doesn't divisive there's people that don't like it as much and there's some that's like that one's the best one like that one's fantastic <laughs> what, what i like about it is that it's not all in sand like they're among this culturally questionable <laughs> sort of cult yeah. vaguely somewhere in india doing all these bizarre summoning practices like it's probably the least uh socially principle of all the films yep. but at least like there's like colors in all of the weird cultish face paint there's like there's colors there's textures they go to the gross dinner which is, is this very tropey thing of they eat weird food in this foreign country but at least like at this dinner like People are wearing like bejeweled outfits and things like it's just has more visual interest for me. Sure. Yeah. And that really did go a long way into me enjoying that movie, even though I do recognize this is far, <laughs> far more ridiculous than the other two around it. And Crystal Skull, I think. It, it worked on me OK. I could see I recognize this is a departure from the previous three. But then I also understand that, like, the previous three were set in, like, the 1930s based on adventure serials of the time, which lead, which, uh, which were about, like, fantasy action adventure, magical artifacts and treasure and things like that. And then by the time they make Crystal Skull, of course, naturally, it would have evolved into the 50s. And they look at what was entertainment of the 50s. It was Cold War scares and it was aliens and it was sci-fi stuff. So that's what this movie Mm -hmm. thematically like should be like it the premise of it makes sense in that regard even though i do recognize i if you watch all four of them in a row like this this is kind of jarring it's the uh, outlier, and it also in yeah. it, it there are more things in it that i kind of roll my eyes at but i i do wonder if i think it's that makes it this this weird situation because it is the most contemporary of all the films so on one end it works because it it looks the look of the thing and the pacing of the thing is more familiar to the movies that people of our generation are used to growing up with. If you didn't have like the original trilogy, like around you all the time when you were little, you know, mm -hmm. like you just watch a more modern movie and it just regardless of the quality, it might work on you better than an old movie just because it's closer to your like generational sensibilities of how things are shot, how things are lit, how the, the structure of the story sure, goes, yeah. the pacing, et cetera, et cetera. So it's got some of that. And, and, you know, it's I think even the the lowest tier Spielberg movies are still very enjoyable movies. And I think this is one of them. I think there's nice action set pieces. It's shot well. I, I just liked how it looked a lot of the time, like the composition, the the movement of the thing sort of propulsion to it sure. i enjoyed but yeah there, there are things where like they find themselves in a jungle and mutt gets like he's in a tree and he realizes i can swing on the vines like the monkeys do and that's how i can reach this old curmudgeon indiana jones who definitely isn't my dad uh <laughs> <laughs> i gotta say that was another thing i didn't know going into this movie i didn't know if the movie was literally mutt is his son or we hint at mutt is his son and it's up to you to come to that conclusion i that pop culture never made that clear to me which one it was so but yeah in the movie they do say yes this is your son he like he like got married and pregnant right before they were supposed to get married and then he got cold feet and he left and she just like had the baby and like married a good friend that indiana had introduced her to and yeah. like never told him you have a son because she's like, what, were you going to come back for him? She's like, I just broke you off. What an unfortunate situation. Um, yeah, the whole thing is so I, weird. I learned that. I learned that much. I There is stuff in the movie I, I like. The bomb thing like worked fine for me. I don't understand why everybody found that so very upsetting. In the opening set piece where he's like out in the Nevada desert and he runs into a fake town that is designed to be bombed as an experiment. And like the bombs ticking, like the, the announcements like the bomb will detonate in 10, 9. And so he's looking around and he sees a fridge, like a big, chunky, like 1950s fridge. And he pulls out all the shelves and he just huddles inside of it. Yeah. 
And I'm like, if I was in his shoes, I would do that too. Like that, that from the situation he's like been placed nuclear in. Nuclear blast joke. I, I like yeah. that's the thing. It's like I, I don't even know if that is meant to be a joke. It, it like I've seen that in other media too. Like you can survive it by hopping in the refrigerator and you won't or, get or you'll the radiation. Do better. Yeah. 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 It it says lead lined. Uh, of course, you do have to question, did uh, people who were testing nuclear bombs build entire cities, fake towns like this that have mannequins in them and the mannequins have a TV and the TV is turned on to the news and were fridges made with lead? I don't know these things, but like right. within the premise of the film, I'm like, I buy all of this. I don't know why this is like the joke people have been making about this movie for 15 years. I don't know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Indiana Jones. But I, wild ride. I, yeah, yes. Oh, truly a wild ride. It can be quantified as such. I I enjoyed my time. I don't know if I'll really watch these again. I I would show them to a kid if I had a kid. I'm like, I guess it's time for you to watch Indiana Jones. I feel like you ought to. Um, yeah. And I and I will go see this new one. I'll, I'll probably sure. go see it the opening weekend just because I like to do that. I sure. even though. Yeah. Like, that's been my goal this year. Every movie that has a new one coming out, maybe not every movie. I'm sure there's there's one obscure sequel I have not caught up on. But, like, uh, John Wick, Scream, Fast and the Furious, this. Like, I'm catching up on franchises that I have little to no experience with. That was my goal this year. And then I'll go see those new movies right there in the theater. Because I love to see a movie in a theater opening weekend. That's one of my very right, yeah. favorite things to do. It's a good feeling, even though it has been stressful. Like if you if I am watching all of the Fast and the Furious movies right now for the first time this year and I watch them all in a row and they all kind of blur together and I've only seen each of them once and then I go see the new one. I'm like, oh, boy, that was fun. Like I have a very different context and experience than any more uh any longer term fans of that thing so i always feel like embarrassed by my little small potatoes opinion like this is the best one i was able to come up with this year i i i can't feel any other way because i didn't start earlier and all i have is this all i have is oh boy i got to see one in the theater now that was cool (laughs) that is a okay indeed yeah, um, I also caught up on a few things. I mm-hmm. finally beat uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And did you get him a whole outfit? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I had plenty of out, out, outfits. I It, it was uh, someone that I know in one of the discords that I'm in that was like, I can't find pants. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, there, there's tons and tons of out, outfits and stuff that you can get in that. You can mix and match and stuff like that. But yeah, in from beating Tears of the Kingdom, the next game that I'm playing actually came out today, the day that we are recording this. That's Final Fantasy 16. Um, wow. And I, I took the day off of work tomorrow to uh, to, to just stay home and play video games all day. Uh, yes, we have a, qu- a question from Melissa from the whatnots.com. I was going to make a joke about how now that it's 16, Final Fantasy is old enough to drive, but I need to stop and ask. In the world of Final Fantasy, are there cars? Depends. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what the technology level is within Final Fantasy. It depends. So one thing to just uh, i know you don't know anything about video games uh every final fantasy is a completely different story new characters new worlds they are not connected in Um, any okay way i knew like a lot of it was disconnected but i wasn't sure yes it is an entirely new world each time that was new to me yeah and some some like they have like a recurring thing like you you've probably seen uh or heard the word chocobo right it is these like giant like chicken yeah like they might have like repeated uh, items or stuff like that within the worlds every now and then the name of the world will be the the same but it's not like the same 
if that hmm. makes sense, right? Um, but yes, some of them are more futuristic. Some of them are more like knights and templars and st- and stuff like that. So it kind of depends. Um, if you want ca- ca- cars in a Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy fifteen was actually oh. about a road trip. Um, it like <laughs> it's it's like it's the good old boys taking a road trip um wow and yeah they are in a car and you can like change the radio station and do all that stuff and you can stop and go camping and fight some monsters and it's you and the boys yeah boys Um, yeah and uh, yeah yeah they like they have a a car wash and a gas station you can stop at diners and stuff around the world and, and stuff that they have there um but usually not uh, even like Final Fantasy seven, which is one of the more like futuristic things they have trains like they might have that kind of technology, but you um, and they do have motorcycles in that. So I think that one does have cars now that I think about it. Um, but usually probably not or at, at least like not cars in the way that we think of them. But yeah, uh, so the, yeah, that's what I'm playing now took the day off tomorrow to continue playing that they have said that one is heavily inspired by game of thrones so it is like (laughs) knights and political intrigue and stuff like that um very different in in between that time i was like i'm gonna catch up on comics and tv shows and all of that stuff my partner and i have continued our rewatch or my rewatch of the mission impossible series she hasn't seen them uh so this is her mm. first t- time w- w- watching them and it's really funny to see her reaction of of these of like me like knowing kind of like what they are g- going in and how d- d- different each one of them is from each other um and to see her just burst out laughing at some of the things in the second one and just how stupid and silly it is yeah. like what is happening here uh and then <laughs> To, to get to number three and just be like oh this like this is good this is intense though like i, this I is also totally like number different. three that i think is my my second favorite one it's it's six it's a fallout and then it's yeah. three and then like four and five i don't really remember which one is which exactly I, they're see, both the same, same in my mind I really like four. That's the one directed by Brad Bird. It's got like a little mm. bit more, a, a pinch more c- comedy to it. He, right. Yeah. He climbs up the Burj Khalifa. <laughs> There's yeah. that cool scene where they've got the like digital projector uh, camouflage thing in the Kremlin. There's set pieces I really love in four. Five's the yeah. one I don't remember. I can't tell you what happened. Is that the one with five Jeremy Renner? Is- Jeremy Renner's in the fourth one. I think he might briefly be in the fifth one. The fifth one I know is where we meet uh, Elsa. Elsa or Ilsa. I don't remember which vowel that is, but the the new main female character. This is why I got to rewatch these things. Because we watched these at like beginning of 2019. So we just have like vague colors and blobs in our memory. Yeah. Um, So yeah, we've been enjoying that. Uh, And I finally started and finished watching the drops of god on apple tv didn't did you get to watch the whole the whole series no i i i have not had a chance to return to it since we last checked in on it so i've only seen up through the first uh they just finished that first wine test they had they identified that first gotcha so i'm only like three or four episodes in they they did that first test uh yeah that yeah yeah uh i i have to say i really enjoyed it i thought it was great actually um there's one thing in that happens at the end that i wasn't a huge fan of that they start to almost do and then they back away from it in a like a weird way of like well if Hmm. if you're if you weren't gonna do that why have this even (laughs) a part of the show like it it, it was just like a, a strange like huh um but yeah, I really, really enjoyed the show. 
I thought it was a much more nuanced take on the story than the mm-hmm. manga. Um, though I, I think some of the stuff that I liked the manga for isn't necessarily in this adaptation, right? Like there is just so much knowledge and so much like excitement and passion mm. that is in that manga. Um, and then some, some really, really interesting like side stories and characters. And it almost kind of ends up being like that show we watched uh, midnight diner, where like oh, a new yeah. character comes in and they have some story that relates to the food they're e- eating, right? That's kind of what the comic does, but with wine, like there is some story behind the wine that they are having at that meal, or they didn't know it, but the wine that they picked for this guy like brought him to tears because it made him think of his his late wife or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just n- not much of that in the the TV show. Um, but what they end up doing, what they end up making it, it about is it, it's a story about a woman not necessarily trying to reconnect with her dad, but but reconnecting with her mm. late father. Uh, and what that says about her and her identity, as well as her relationship to her mom and the people are like it, it, it is it's not a coming of age story because she's yeah. already of a, a, a age, but it's her like dealing with past trauma and stuff like that. And I thought it was a really, really good story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, since we only read like the first four volumes of that manga, I don't know where the manga ends up going. Yeah, There are certainly some revelations that happen in this show that I'm like, interesting. I wonder if they did huh. this in the manga. Um, yeah, we don't know. Cause in the- yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot of that manga. Yeah. I remember the show only has like three trials, right? Correct. Yeah. And the manga, I think there were going to be like 12. <laughs> So, yeah, that is uh, I kind of want to spoil this one thing for you, but I don't uh, because I think you should you should still finish it. I I do want to finish it soon. I have realized that over the next like five weeks, I have a lot of watching I have to do outside of our regular review show business. It's like, well, I want to finish rewatching the Mission Impossible movies and I want to there's a new season of Good Omens so I want to rewatch the last season of Good Omens and before the Venture Brothers movie I want to rewatch I think season six and seven like the the New York era of the show and I just sure (laughs) that's a lot there's a lot happening right now so I I won't spoil it but yeah the the manga uh it gets his its name uh the drops of god because the test that the mm. uh wine collector the the that had <laughs> passed away his test revolved around these drops of god there were 12 of them kind of like the 12 apostles and each wine was one of these drops the show doesn't do that uh it focuses mm. on these three tests that they have to to do um and uh, yeah it, it's it's it just kind of almost com- completely ignores that of, of like how the comics went about that um but i still thought it was great it was good not good to know yeah i, I do want to finish that one sleeper hit sleeper hit mm-hmm. indeed uh, and then i also got to watch all of american born chinese which is on ah. disney plus um it's based off of a graphic novel of the same name written by Jean Yuen Lang, I believe is how you say his name. Um, and uh, yeah, I have I have heard good things about the book. I've heard good things about some of his other comics. Uh, I haven't really read any of his work, um, but I was excited to check out this because I think the first trailer that they ever made they kind of really made it seem like everything everywhere all at once part two, um, <laughs> yeah. which is not necessarily the case, but there's a, a number of the same actors uh, in, mm. in, in this show. Um, but 
I also really enjoyed this. I thought it was awesome. Um, nice. It is. It is. I, I have to say it is one of the better things on Disney Plus, in my op- opinion. Um, it is. It's it's not like as mature as this new secret invasion show or as Andor mm. is, right? Like all the, the, mm. that, that, that stuff. But it's not so childish that like it, the the parents might roll their eyes at it and just be like, oh, it's you know, I'll put this on for my kid while I go do mm. something else. Like it's actually genuinely a good show. Um I there's a show that I want to compare it to, but I also don't because I don't want to put down that other show by lifting or like lift this one up by putting that yeah. one down, you know, mm-hmm. but there like there's there's shows that I've seen fairly recently that I, I think this was like this is the example like this is what they that one show was trying to do. And this is the one that nailed it. That was just mm. like, this is fantastic. Um, whereas, you know, there's some that's just like, eh, I don't think they stuck the landing here on this show. Um, but 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 yeah, highly re- recommend that one. Uh, go go ch- check it out. There's some some good action, some some interesting drama, uh, some mm. some great wire work. They do <laughs> some <gasps> of the like Wosha style uh like crouching t- tiger hidden dragon style f- 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 fights it's really neat it's good stuff so i recommend that nice good recommendations All sorts of stuff yeah of of new things you're a lot better than i am at watching new things yeah. says me going back to watch a movie from like 1984 sometimes <laughs> I, I missed <laughs> <laughs> i mean i i do like to go back and be like all right i missed this thing and go k- catch up on mm. uh, on that um i was i was hearing about uh some of the interviews that the der- the creator of this secret invasion show was doing and just some of like the movies that he was referencing in that of love like oh the classic detective noir film the third man yeah that's one i've heard of i've never watched it why not go back and and check it out at some point i i watched it in in a film class in college i really liked it it's been something i've I've thought about that scene like i like in like a film class that i took i've seen that scene where he's in that like arch way and it like it yeah he's silhouetted there it's like it's a classic but i haven't seen the full thing right Right. I, I've thought about throwing into review show pitches. If you ever pitch it, like I will pick it. I, I've been wanting to watch that again. Interesting. Good stuff. Um, but we have a little bit more pop culture news. I might uh, hold off on the housekeeping for the end and I'll do like a quick uh, ah. unofficial housekeeping instead of our normal video uh, thing there. But just wanted to at least... Uh, get this piece of news. We got a little bit more Beetlejuice 2 news from a few, a few weeks ago that I didn't get to bring on the podcast here. And damn it, I will bring up every little bit of Beetlejuice 2 news on this show. I'm making it a bit. I'm driving it into the ground. Uh, and it will be buried in the little plastic model cemetery in the attic. Yes, absolutely. Uh, every tiny little bit of just juicy morsel. It might be some dried up crumb. That means absolutely nothing, but it will be on this show. Guarantee you that. Uh, so, yeah, this is from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, for, well, oh, man, from like almost two months ago. Now it feels like uh, this was uh, from March 6th. 2023 this is coming from empire so this might this might this might be one of those things of like oh i thought it happened at a certain time now i'm just saying when this uh was actually posted here but michael caton was talking about the handmade feel of beetlejuice 2 um which I, i i think is really important um because that may, may have had a lot of like great 
like costuming and puppetry and and mm-hmm. set design stuff like that and i think in a bunch of these remakes and and stuff like that you know they could always go the cgi route and do it that that way and i think michael keaton was like actually this is this this feels right like it's handmade it's not cgi stuff um so let's see uh keaton is clearly enthusiastic to be once again back with in with old friend director tim burton and finding more chaos for his bio exorcist lunatic to cause quote beetlejuice is the most fucking fun you can have working it's so fun it's so good great and you know what it is we're doing it exactly like we did the first movie he has has there's a woman in the great waiting room for the afterlife literally with a fishing line i i want i want people to know this because because i love it tugging on the tail of a cat to make it move so uh, yeah mm-hmm. like off screen they have someone with the fishing line to like do that, that yeah so good that they are i, it's I do like that stuff yeah yeah um that's all that's all the news so not much news but <laughs> like i said every I, I, little I, bit of thing i see <laughs> I th- nice nice to know i i enjoy a, a practical effect i don't mean to put down a a, a digital effect everything has its place and its sure. use and it's it's skill behind it but oh the practical stuff is fun it's 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 more fun to watch a behind the scenes video of this is how we built this thing these are the materials then all right first uh click we put in this layer and click uh we added this lighting effect click 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 indeed indeed um the other kind of moving news that we got here uh of course amidst the writer's strike that is uh still happening Right now, a bunch of things are being delayed and postponed, uh, all of that stuff. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I think uh, it was Captain America Brave New World got uh, yeah. a new Also renamed. Yeah, yes, that was one of the big things. They, they changed it to Brave New World. Um, that was delayed from May 3rd to August of 2024. Um, we have Thunderbolts, which will move from December of 2024, or will move to uh, December 20, uh, 2024. Blade will now be February 14th, 2025, uh, and Fantastic Four to May 2nd, 2025. Um, and then they say both Avengers films are also delayed. King Dynasty is moving back a year from May 2nd, 2025 to May 1st, 2026. And Secret Wars moving from that May 1st spot uh, to May 7th, 2027. Um, also, the Avatar films all got delayed <laughs> and pushed back. Uh, there were some Star yes. Wars things that got pushback as well um it's so, so funny about those avatar movies because right now it's projected to be five films <laughs> the first one came well that's what everybody said about two and then two was very real i saw it i saw it in three i still dimensions. haven't seen it it's therefore it's I not ex- real <laughs> out of sight out of mind i, I- I'm going to tell you that you are going to have a lesser experience watching Avatar 2 The Way of Water at home than you would if you saw it in a theater. I think I agree. Hopefully, I think we all know that and nobody really holds it against the movie if they are catching up with it now uh, on streaming. But I did like that movie. It's long, but the length means there's a lot of different vibes in it. Uh, There's there's cool action set pieces in it, but there's also these really wonderful parts where they're just exploring a new part of pandora and it's right. the only movie i've ever seen that i would describe as tranquil it certainly isn't tranquil for the entire runtime but there's probably a good like 30 or 40 non-consecutive minutes some of which in one consecutive chunk in the middle in that movie that are 
just like going to a spa or something. It's a really unique experience. <laughs> Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. But it's funny that the first Avatar came out in uh, 2009, and the fifth one is currently projected to be released in 2031, which no franchise oh that is still the original franchise itself happening as planned by the creator and not like something that gets right like a, star Wars like abandoned and stole and rebooted Lucas, yeah yeah like this is one director actively almost a single exclusively singly like he's not been doing anything else except for maybe some documentary work i don't know like he's just doing avatar for like 25 straight years and as far as I know, he, I'm sure he wished these would happen faster, but he wouldn't have it any other way. That's what I've heard yeah. about James well, Cameron, that he's like, it's not like if I don't make Avatar, I make another movie. He's like, I'm right. in it. I'm in yeah. Avatar. What, what I do appreciate, even though I haven't seen that second one yet, mm. what I appreciate that has been consistent, at least with these first two films, is that he has develop some kind of new technology to do the film and i appreciate that and i hope that continues that he is developing and pushing that medium in the way we can film movies going forward or right like i i appreciate that absolutely and like here we're talking about two ends of the spectrum but they're both equally valid and effective like you tug on something with a fishing line to make it move, or you make it so people can do motion capture underwater. Right, yeah. <laughs> Practical or digital, uh, everybody join hands to form an incredible movie-going experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's, uh, there's a few more things that we had on our list to talk about, including the Craven the Hunter trailer, which I actually did not end up watching yet. We were supposed I, to I, watch I, it for this so we could talk I, about it. I watched it. I, I was excited that a trailer happened because that's one of those movies that has felt intangible for a long time. It really so has. It's nice yeah. to know. Good. Tra- trailer. Proof of concept right here. I watched the trailer. And didn't find that I had any strong reaction to it. Of course, I don't know Craven the Hunter. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I, I mean, don't know what I'm looking for. You, you, I don't you know what like it's supposed to be. Weird version of him in Spectacular Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I know he he hunts. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, he's also one of the main villains in Spider-Man 2, the, the new video game from oh. Insomniac. He, he'll be in that. Um, so Craven is like making a big splash right now. Um, but but yeah, I, I we, we wanted to do a reaction. I couldn't do it the night of. We couldn't really get to it until it was like today. And it was like, oh, watch it for the podcast and we can talk about it on the podcast and then like just two minutes ago i was like oh i didn't watch that (laughs) it's uh, i mean i did watch it and i'm i'm not quite clear what i saw i just i have no context from what i understand and and this is courtesy of mt from new rock stars over on twitter a trusted voice this is basically just another Morbius. It's about a person that gets animal <laughs> powers and then has to stop someone from his past that he used to care about from doing something bad. That's the exact plot of Morbius. As far as I understand it, yes, it is. Also, having not seen Morbius. <laughs> so. Who knows uh, what that'll be. I'll probably go watch it right after we're done recording this. Um, But yeah, uh, I I will end the show with this. I want to give a congratulations to the uh, the people over at Remap Radio. Um, Mm. I've mentioned a few times here on the podcast. uh, That's my my favorite podcast was Waypoint Radio. Uh, mm-hmm. And about a month or month and a half ago now, 
they all got laid off from their jobs. Oh. Um, thankfully, they had a, like a month long runway before that. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're like basically you're laid off, but your actual end date is like this, like one thing here. So in that amount of time, Time, of course they were like well what do i do next do i go do something else with my life do i who knows what uh and essentially what they did is they started their own company and then they were able to hire lawyers to negotiate with the vice uh lawyers mm. to kind of wrestle some like the like uh the memberful.com basically like our our patreon but like to Mm. legally get that transferred over to them so that they could continue uh what they do and so they renamed everything they rebranded it uh and they are now remap remap radio uh so Mm. big congratulations to them they went independent which is a big scary thing i'm sure so wow but yeah that's all I got for right now. Um, yeah, let's wrap things up. Let's wrap things up right there. Uh, that's, I, I, that's all. It's it's yeah. been a week. It's <laughs> it was nice we had the chance to catch up on th- things Michael Keaton said two months ago about <laughs> Beetlejuice two. Uh, at, yeah, at what time of day we got our Mission Impossible mm-hmm. tickets? Classic Captain's Log material. Great stuff. <laughs> um yeah so next week uh just to give you all a heads up uh everything is going according to plan we will have ignacio joining us once again uh to do our annual trivia night um so we we will be doing some trivia questions for one another it should be a lot of fun uh so be on the lookout for that uh other kind of uh housekeeping stuff you should be on the lookout uh over on the review show we did a like a a a pride uh episode we got to watch the movie the watermelon woman uh which came at the recommendation of a fictional character in yellow jackets season two Um, (laughs) but well chosen uh props to that writer for out of any movie you could have mentioned, mentioning a, a, a very apt uh, movie from the time period and, and in the queer community that that character was a part of. And yeah, for definitely. Di- bringing this movie to different people, including us, yeah. <laughs> maybe we would have gotten no to idea. it at our own time. But the fact that it was mentioned in the show we watched made us extra interested in watching that movie right now. Absolutely. Uh, and then oh, oh, over on the reactor core, we have a spoiler cast for The Flash. And we just started our weekly reactions to Marvel's Secret Invasion. Uh, so if you guys are watching that show, you can keep up with us week to week over there. Uh, and then go check out what we did last week here on the Captain's Log, our fantasy dad draft. So there you go. Good stuff. That's all the housekeeping for right now. I won't play the full video this time. But yeah, let's wrap things up right there. So, Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWet. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities. You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer. Uh, and if you would like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share, and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. You guys know the deal with all of that good stuff. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, go check out one of our other videos right over there. That would help us out a ton as well. Uh, but this has been number 241 of The Whatnots. Cotton's log. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.